Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And once again, welcome to the Self-Care Matters podcast. We are super excited to have you join us for today's episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Helene Verdia Life Coaching. In this episode, we are going to talk about self-care after a breakup. Today, we also have a special guest who is via phone. So, Michaela will be joining us today. She is a friend of all of ours. Um, she's away at college, so she decided to call in today. She wouldn't drive home last night to be with us. <laughs> um, so she's going to be here to talk to us just about some of the stuff she did post-breakup um, to kind of get herself back to being herself and those little self-care things we can all do to make sure we don't lose ourselves after a breakup. So welcome, Michaela. Hi, thank you guys for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So yeah, we're excited to have you here with us. And, you know, not that we're excited that you're here to talk about your breakup, but we do want to dive in a little bit to what did you do post-breakup? What did you learn about your breakup? And what are some self-care tips you could give other people maybe who are still like in a new process of their breakup? Okay, so for me, um, a big thing I did was I focused on all aspects of my health. I felt like that was the best way for me to go about, you know, the self, like, esteem issues that come with a breakup. Um, so I, I usually, I used to go to the gym before, you know, during my relationship, but that was something I really focused on afterwards just because it was something that made me happy. Um, it made me feel like I was doing something productive um, and helped me get my mind off, you know, the things that come along with a breakup. Um, so that was a big thing I did. But in general, I also just spent more time with friends um, just because they really do make me happy. Yeah, it's definitely good to have that group of people to lean on, especially, you know, you're going through a harder time. Obviously, this person was a big part of your life. And so it helps when you have those people to go to, even if it is to just distract your mind for a little bit. I think it's super important also during a relationship to make sure you don't shut out those people so that say things do end up turning for the worse and the relationship does end. You still have those friends who were there in the beginning to lean on in the end. Right. Was yep. there a lot of reconnecting with people, Michaela, post breakup? Like, did you feel like during your relationship? Now, I know you were in a long term relationship or a long distance relationship. So, yeah. Did you have any yeah. of that, you know, the friends you neglected to talk to? Um, I wouldn't say that 
my relationships with my friends suffered during my relationship, but definitely my significant other and I, I would say we were best friends. Um, so it was a little bit of a change in that aspect when we broke up. Uh, but I think just in general, the friendships that I had with all my friends, like here at school and from home, just strengthened throughout the time of the breakup because, you know, they were, they were there for me. And, you know, you never realize how supportive your friends are until you're going through something. So, yeah, I, they never really diminished or, you know, anything negative happened while I was in a relationship, but they definitely got a lot stronger afterwards. Nice. And yeah, supportive friends are huge, whether you're going through a breakup, a makeup, like, or any life event. You yeah, know. see, but a lot of people, when they are in a long, longer-term relationship, do start to shut out their friends, and they don't have those friends to come back to once these things go left. Do you know what I mean? No, I do. And it's I, like, where where do I go to right. after? I've had the friends that, like, become so absorbed in the relationship. That when they try to come back, it's like, it's, it's not the same. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a big thing if you're in a relationship to remember is that as important as that relationship is, that balance, mm -hmm. you know, between a relationship and your friendships is still important to maintain and finding a significant other who not just agrees with that, but does the same thing too. Absolutely. Yeah, I feel yeah. like we talked about this in our balance episode, in our relationship episode. I mean, even I struggled with this in my relationship because especially in the beginning, you want to be up each other's butts, but eventually you have to get to the point where you realize you both have separate lives. And yes, it's great to come together, but if you don't create that balance in your relationship, if it comes to the point where you're no longer together, it's gonna only be so much harder because it's like your whole world just blew up in front of your eyes. Right. And now you don't even have anyone to turn to because you ruined those relationships with the people who would still be there for you. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. so. Yeah, I think exactly that. And the, one of the good things about being long distance is that I really did find a balance between being um, with my significant other and then just having my alone time. and time with my friends so I think it was really good to find that balance other than the gym what would you say other things you did to kind of like the gym is great to clear your head you know and relieve the stress and pass the time but what did you do to really learn about yourself or what did you learn about yourself post breakup um another big thing that I did was I uh started journaling and this is something that I had started before um during the relationship but it was a really good way for me to express my emotions in a healthy way I think uh, so yeah, I would just do that like before bed, um, just like think about the day, reflect on it. Um, and that really helped me emotionally um, and to help me get that like mental strength to realize that I am like strong enough to get through this. And in general, I just tried to stay positive and I listened to podcasts that were about like mental health, read books about it, just to try to remind myself that, you know, I am worthy and everything will be okay in the end. Oh, that's some great advice right there. Like remembering that you know, just because the breakup happened doesn't mean, you know, you have to change everything about yourself for the next person or whatever, but really understanding that you're still you, you're still lovable, you know, you still have value to your next relationship as well is a great thing to learn during that breakup phase. Yeah, with um, the podcast and the books and everything, you jumped right into surrounding yourself with a more positive atmosphere, which I think is awesome. But also with the journaling, I feel like sometimes I even catch myself doing it, whether it's saying something I never thought would come out of my mouth or thinking a thought where it was like, wow, was that bothering me? And I never even noticed it. 
So you even just at the end of the day taking time to write down, did you end up finding out a lot more about yourself that you never would have thought of if you didn't take the time to journal? Yeah, I think like what you said, I found myself being more truthful with myself because it is kind of sometimes hard to say things out loud and actually admit to them. But when you're writing it, like it just starts flowing. Um, And so I started realizing like emotions that I didn't even know I had. Mm -hmm. And that helped me get through them a lot better. So I would definitely recommend journaling for anyone. It doesn't even have to be after a breakup, just in general. It's a really good way to express how you're feeling and to get everything out onto a page. Oh yeah, journaling is a great healthy habit to get into. I actually started journaling a while back and it was more at the beginning of the day, like what did I want the day to kind of be like? And at the end of the day, like what did the day look like? What am I grateful for for the day? And always that one little spot, what can I improve upon? tomorrow and not so much like a, I didn't get this 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 and this done but mm-hmm. more like I did a great job with finding time for everything but tomorrow it would be great if I was a little less stressed about x y or z yeah so that journaling aspect of you know your day anytime but I imagine especially post breakup is a good I, self-reflection I feel like even just that journaling of just letting it out is just going to help you release that emotion that you're feeling all together and you're like after you're done you're like okay like I let it out it's done it's on the paper now let's well especially like did your partner become almost your sounding board yeah right yeah because if it was you're not having anybody to talk to anymore you don't have that Mm -hmm. so you almost needed that journal to like replace the sounding board of somebody to let it out with right and like like Michaela said he was her best friend so I talked about that in the relationship episode when we were saying what we do for each other and I was like well he's my safe space I tell him everything and so if we did end up breaking up I think the first thing I would definitely start doing is journaling because I wouldn't have that place to turn to anymore to just let all out no judgment but now it would, even now I should really start I was just going to say, we're not going to say post-breakup actually, Nicole. We're going to say like tomorrow (laughs) we're going to start journaling because then I have that safe space to let it all go. I know, you guys sitting here talking about this, I'm like, maybe I should start journaling. Yes, you should start I feel like it's scary. I know, like to write down my thoughts. What am I going to write? What is no, someone going you on up here? But then you start doing it, and then you realize, like, you never realize what you're thinking about until you start writing it all down. Like, it just comes to you. I don't know how, how to even explain it. Yeah, so, Michaela, I have like, to ask, do you use a prompted journal or blank pages? So, I would look up prompts. Like, I would try to pick a different prompt each day. Um, and sometimes I would, like, write them all down and put them in a jar and then just, like, pick it. Because usually when I just look online, I pick for the one that's the easiest. Wow. So I, when I would write them down and put them in a jar, it's like I don't know what I'm going to get and I can't just like steer it towards something that I actually want to talk about. It was actually challenging my mind and making me think of things I didn't want to think about. So I did that just so it was trying to challenge me mentally um, and make me actually like realize what I was thinking. But even with the journaling, I started like especially post breakup, I started doing affirmations and things I'm grateful for at the end of them. So I'd pick like three things to like tell myself to for affirmations and three things that I was grateful for just in my life in general. And that really helped me stay positive. So it wasn't just 
the journaling and me like complaining about what was going on in my life, but it was also trying to keep a positive aspect to it. So when you do your affirmations, do you write them down or do the, you say them to yourselves in the mirror? Because I am always like, you know, I should really start doing that. But this is awful. But the thought of standing there and staring at myself oh God, in the mirror. I never stare at myself. No. I do them in the car. Please. Okay. And it's so funny that you're saying this. My cousin started posting on her Instagram videos of her I saying affirmations, affirmations. And I would like watch them and I'd be like, wow, like maybe I should start looking in the mirror and saying all these affirmations to myself to like make myself right. start to like feel and like right. have like so that like just confidence I'll tell in myself. You, affirmations are a part of my daily like list of things that I do. Mm -hmm. um, I could never look at myself and like say them. You don't even have to say them out loud. You can even say them in your head. It's more the act of saying them. And for me, it's making them specific. Nothing mm -hmm. like kind of infuriates me more or frustrates me more than like, today will be a great day. Well, no crap. Like that's everyone's yeah. affirmation. Like no one wakes up and says, today's gonna be a crappy day. Like that's all, like, so of course it's gonna be a, day, a great day. So if you're going to dive into the, the affirmations, making them like today I will and right. like a really specific goal that you have or it's going to you know be this or I am I love I am and I will statements if you're going to go to affirmations you want to know when I love I can do hard things I can do hard things yes yeah. I and now you need to list the hard things you can do I can. can do hard things and today I will Fill in one hard thing that you're probably not doing that day. Okay. So, Michaela, I don't know if you answered the question or not, but do you say it? Do you think it? Yes. Do how do you do it? your affirmations? So, I've always been too shy, like you said, to look in the mirror and say it to myself. Mm -hmm. um, so, I would always write it down. But even at some points, like I learned this in one of my clubs, but we would just like take sticky notes um, and put them in places that you commonly see them, like throughout your morning routine or something like that. Just so it's a nice way to start your day. You're like, reading them it's, so it's not even just me at the end of the day like writing it out like I would have them as a visual reminder every day so even though I wasn't looking at myself and saying it in the mirror like I would be reminded of it daily right that's what I said like even if you say them in your head or you write them down someplace I'm big on the visualization of them too like write them on a whiteboard yeah. put it up in front of you say put them on your visor I don't know who like where I wish I could credit the person who told me this, but they wrote them on a post-it and every day when they got in their car, they like lowered their visor and the post-it of their morning affirmation was there. And then they closed their, closed their visor and went to work. You wanna know what I think I wanna try is getting a dry erase marker and writing them on my bathroom mirror. So that's the first thing I see in the morning, but I'm not necessarily having to stand here and say to myself because is, is that a bad thing? Should we address this standing there and saying it to Maybe ourselves? some self-confidence is headed our way. <laughs> self-confidence, self-care. Yeah, sure. So, Michaela, my question is, over time, did your affirmations change as you started to heal from the breakup? Yeah, for sure. At first, they were more like trying to just build my self-esteem up. Um, but afterwards, like, it's been a couple months now, and honestly, like, I'm just reminding myself of how worthy I am in general. It doesn't have to be about boys or about relationships, but just in life, like you are worthy of everything good in the world. You don't need to have someone there for you. Um, and so they've kind of directed more towards like bettering myself outside of a relationship. I love yeah. that. I love that you said that too. Like not about the relationship. Like your affirmations were not like, 
today I won't text him or like, you know what I mean? Like okay. they were about you and yourself and yourself not in the relationship versus harping and like kind of pining for that relationship. That's a great, I think, way to kind of move past things is to not always sit on them. Like your affirmations not being like, today I won't look at his social media. Like, right. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's not a good affirmation. That's something you just shouldn't do for the sake of your own self, but that your affirmations really became an inward thing for you. Yeah, exactly. If obviously going through a breakup can be overwhelming. But, you know, eventually you do have to move on. Life still is going to go on. The sun's going to set and rise. So, since it can be overwhelming, if you could give advice to one person going through a breakup, where should they start? Just one thing. I would say my biggest piece of advice, just by on the experience it myself, is give it time. Time heals everything, in my opinion. So, I always have the motto of everything happens for a reason. And so... I might not know that reason right now, but I know that in the right timing and, you know, the right space that I will realize that. And so I just need to be patient, which is something that's very hard for me at times, but I need to be patient and give it time and, you know, I'll feel when the time comes. So when you say, you know, give it time, is there a specific action you think they should start with? Like, okay, like start with journaling or start with texting that one friend, hey, can we hang out? Just leaning like what did you use for support i definitely relied on my friends heavily afterwards so i would say the best thing to do right after is to reach out to the people not only friends but obviously family of course anyone that you're close with to try to just talk through your emotions and what you're feeling um i feel like that's the best way to kind of get things out um i think it's ironic because i remember when you called me after the breakup and you went to tell me that it happened and did i say to you like i already knew yeah you, you said you knew yeah it's almost like when you still are close with your friends your family your support it's like they can already kind of tell where the relationships going or what's going to happen or even when someone just you know when someone calls you oh you know and voice. you already know yeah. that's your connection to that person and I mean I've obviously had the pleasure of knowing you two for a very long time um and watch your friendship I think just in friendship you know yeah you know what I mean like I can tell you with my friends, my sister, like whatever, like their voice tells you what kind of conversation you're about to have. Yep. Even like a text tone sometimes like has a kind of, you're like, okay, something bad happened or it's going to be a great conversation or whatever. So it's that connection that you have to people, but it's also that connection that's going to let you use those people to heal. Because I feel like, especially in friendships, you know, post breakup, post anything traumatic that happens in our lives. I feel like friendships aren't always 50-50. Even relationships, like there's not always that 50-50. It's 50% about me and it's 50% about you. I feel like sometimes a relationship and a friendship is, you know, 90-10 or even like whatever. Like it doesn't have to be. And you know from being that connected friend, if they need more of you and like they're going to give you less of them. And I've had, you know, friendships over the years that have gone both ways with that too. Like not with a breakup, but like just with family things that have happened. Life. Where I've needed my friends more than I was able to give them. 
So in the beginning of the episode, you talked about, you know, really focusing on you. You started going to the gym and your physical health, your mental health. And obviously on this podcast, we talk about self-care. So now that, you know, you're not with this person anymore, even though you guys were long distance, what in your self-care change did you add more nights of face masks or did you level up your skincare routine what was some self-care things you really started to focus on now that you had more time to yourself one of the things I started implementing more was going on walks I know that sounds so simple but for me getting outside especially when it's a really sunny day because the sun really improves my mood um, but just something as simple as going out there and getting fresh air was so helpful for me and that was my kind of self-care because even if I wasn't listening to music or a podcast, if I was just walking, you know, just listening to the outdoors, it was something that helped me clear my mind and that really helped me benefit. That's funny because we just, you know, talked about in the fitness episode how my go-to for anybody just who needed to get started even on movement would be go take a walk because of the fresh air, the mind clearing, like and all the benefits of walking there's that aspect too to help you you know clear your head over things that have happened talk through things i know i'm not the only one who talks to themselves when they're on a walk you know you do do it too yeah like you know talk through things even if it's in your head or work through things it's just a great mind clearing self-care activity to take a walk exactly and of course i did have the nights where you know i would like make sure I got ready or the days where I, I would get ready and do my hair and makeup just to make my feel, myself feel better um but it was more of just like bettering for me bettering my mental health because that was something it's not like I need to put on a face mask to feel good so I don't know how to phrase it you know what I'm trying to say <laughs> yeah you like a lot of people do put their makeup on their hair done and just you wanted to feel better for you I mean it's been a saying forever when you feel like when you look good you feel good you know so it's that same age old where they say like take off the pajamas take a shower like do the hair and you just build that confidence level and I think that's a big thing to mention post breakup too is I feel like your confidence can take a big (laughs) hit so finding those self-care things that are going to build that confidence back up you know your self-esteem you you know like you kept you said too like you're worthy of it you know finding Mm -hmm. activities that fit for you that are gonna bring that up and I wanted to as well after my breakup to not let it affect me in my routine and you know like you said like giving myself the time to get ready and telling myself okay just get up now take a shower do your hair do your makeup to give myself that confidence and the boost for the day that I needed to go out there and be positive um, that was something that I wanted to maintain post-breakup, and I just needed to keep that routine um, just for kind of my sanity as well, and not only the confidence, um, but it really did help me to stay with an optimistic mindset um, and not dwell on all the bad things that were happening in my life at that time. What This is a question for all of us. What do we think is a healthy amount of time for us to just feel the feelings of going through a breakup you know riot out lay in bed eat your comfort foods watch your favorite show is there a certain amount of time that where maybe we shouldn't let it go longer because it may turn unhealthy i think it varies per person definitely um for me i think it took me probably about like a month or so um to realize that you know it is a relationship that was a big part of my life but 
there is more to life than boys and relationships, like I said before. Um, so it did take me, you know, about a month, but it does vary per person. Obviously, the severity of the, the relationship, how long you were together, but people just have different ways they go about dealing with problems in their life. So there's no right or wrong amount of time it takes. Like if you want to cry every day for three months and that's how you cope with it, then that's what you do. But I think people just need to express things and go through what they need to go through on their own time. And there's no set amount of time that it's too long that you should you shouldn't be dwelling on this person for that long. Right. I mean, I remember going through a breakup. I was a lot younger. Um, but, you know, we were together for a while and it took me a while to get over the person. But I knew eventually it was time to get back to everyday life. So I let myself feel the feelings, but I didn't let myself stop going through life you know it's not like okay yeah. we we can't lay in bed for another month like even a week i feel like you you have to move on with life because it's going to keep going on without you definitely so i don't have you know we've talked about this between us when we're not recording i don't have much experience in the breakup department um but i would say there is no answer no matter what you're going through on how long, I would say when it becomes unhealthy. And what I mean by that is like, you know, is your job in jeopardy? Is, you know, your health becoming in jeopardy? Then it's time to give yourself that pep talk and say, okay. And then I would say from there, baby steps. Like there is no, I, I personally don't think when you go through anything in life, you're not gonna wake up one morning and do everything the next day. You know, allowing yourself that time to grieve because it is a loss of the relationship. Allow yourself to grieve the loss of the friendship because a lot of relationships are that basis of they're your best friend. Mm -hmm. um, it depends on how long your relationship was and what level you were at also and kind of how it ended too, I would mm -hmm. say. Is it abrupt? Was it one-sided? Was it two-sided? It's gonna play a lot into that time frame. You know, if you were blindsided by a breakup, it may take you longer than if you were also agreeing that it was like kind of getting close to the end. You right. might kind of have that shorter grieving process if you know, or were you the one who did it abruptly? And even then you're allowed that grieving process, but it might not be as long. So I would say it's person to person, but until it becomes completely unhealthy. And I think you'll know. I, th I truly believe when you go through a loss or a change in your situation, you just, you know today's the day but again allowing yourself not to say today's the day and I must enlist 50 things that you've neglected to do maybe today's the day I take the baby step and I go take a walk right and tomorrow's the day I take a walk and I you know do my dishes or whatever your process is those little steps throughout the process because the process is going to change day by day so Michaela, my question is, is there one big thing you learned about yourself, maybe that you didn't like realize had changed in your relationship, that you were like, wow, I didn't realize my relationship changed that about me and it's time for me to go back to whatever it was. Yeah, I don't know if this is um, kind of a product of the fact that my relationship was long distance, but I realized how independent I am. Um, and I realized that I, this is, I don't want to make this sound negative, but I can, you know, be there for myself and I want to be there for myself first. And it isn't selfish to put yourself as, you know, the, the priority in your life at some time. Um, and so one thing, yeah, that would be the one thing I realized is that, you know, I am stronger than I make myself out to be and that I don't need to rely on other people to make myself happy. 
Yeah, and that's a good point. We've brought that up here before that like our self-care is not selfish, you know. Putting yourself first doesn't mean you're neglecting everything else in your life. It means you're just making yourself a priority. And especially in newer relationships, older relationships, so I mean, you can start to lose yourself and those little things about yourself, you know, that you realize you don't have that independence anymore. You don't have that part and aspect to your personality or, you know, your day-to-day -day life. Yeah, I feel like everybody, maybe not, I could be completely wrong, but I feel like at one point in your life, whether it's going through a breakup, anything really, it doesn't have to be like that. I feel like even me personally, I've looked at myself and said, you know, I've lost my way a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it happens to everyone and the only thing that matters is that you get back on track. All right, well, that is it for our episode today. I hope that you found something to take away from the episode. I hope you could relate to something that we talked about as far as your self-care time, whether it be through a breakup or even through a makeup, a big fight with a friend, whatever it is for you. Make sure you don't lose yourself. And if you do, take that deep breath and work on finding your self-care habits again as you find yourself. Thank you for joining us. As always, thank you to Helene Verdial Life Coaching for sponsoring this podcast. And thank you so much to Michaela for joining the episode today. We appreciate everything you had to say. Thank you guys for having so much fun. <laughs> you're welcome. And we will see you on the next episode. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.